So the passage that we're going to look at tonight is Colossians 3.17. Paul, writing under the writing to the church in Colossae under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote uh, this one verse, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. This is an imperative statement, something that we should all do, but Please understand that uh, this is written, uh, this, the we that we have here, that we should do, that's uh, the people that Paul described as having died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world. He said that in verse 220 in Colossians. And also, it's written to those who have been raised up with Christ. That's chapter 3, verse 1. And so this imperative is to those who, like we sang in our second song today, are beneath the cross of Jesus. Not those living under the sun, S-U-N sun, but living under the the sun, S-O-N sun. Um, So Paul's writing to Christians, those who are positioned alongside Christ Jesus and, uh, and are ignoring silly worldliness and are grasping godliness. So uh, tonight we're going to put this whole verse in context. There's going to be sort of three quick points to it. Uh, The first point is everything in Jesus's name. Uh, The second point is everything in thanksgiving. And the third point is everything. So if you do those little quote things, it's pretty quick. Everything in Jesus's name, everything in thanksgiving, and everything. So first, everything in Jesus's name. The verse begins, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Now, this should not be interpreted as limited to only what we do in speaking and, and working, or, or literally in word and work. Uh, I don't know about you, but I look at something and immediately I want to say, okay, what things can I get away with? That's, you know... If you're a small child, and by the way, we were all small children, we always think that way. But this should not be the way that we think. And there's plenty of uh, similar exhortations, uh, somewhat parallel passages. Paul calls this uh, walking wisely in Ephesians 5.20. He also calls it keeping away from idleness in 2 Thessalonians 3.6. And Peter calls it... Um, Employing your gift in serving, in First Peter four ten and eleven, and James. Well, that's the whole book, right? But uh, James two twelve uh, says, "So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty." Basically, what James is saying here is that the expression of your faith should be in what you say and in how you behave. So the emphasis here is all-encompassing. So the emphasis here is all-encompassing, and Paul repeats it three times. He says, whatever you do, and then he says, your words and deeds, and then he says, all of them, do all. So the first point is on doing everything in the name of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. So now... uh, if you were here a month ago or so, um, Neil had a, 
caution when he was preaching on praying in Jesus' name. He said, we're not talking about a magical incantation tacked on to the end of our prayers. And then he went on to say, to pray in Jesus' name is to implicitly acknowledge that we are completely unworthy for God to answer any prayers based on our own merit. So that's the idea. So in, in the same manner, doing all in the name of the Lord Jesus is not just injecting his name now and then um, in our speech. It's not pointing to heaven when we hit a home run in kickball. Okay. Um, now, now, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, see you tomorrow, Lord willing. In fact, that's pretty scriptural. Uh, not pretty scriptural, very scriptural. And um, there's nothing wrong with giving God credit when you're rounding the bases, although I tend not to see baseball players walking away from a three-strike strikeout and doing this kind of thing, you know. Um, uh, so God wants everything we do to carry the name of Jesus. And uh, we'll come back to look at some of the everythings in our third point. Whoops, excuse me. Uh, but consider these three facts. These are, these are simple facts out of the Bible. Uh, first, the tribe of Levi was chosen to be priests. They were chosen out of the 12 tribes of Israel to be priests. And it says in Deuteronomy 10.8, they were called to bless his name. That was part of their purpose, was to bless his name. And in Deuteronomy 18.5, it says the Levites were called to stand and serve in the name of the Lord. And so this is all the way back through the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Jesus' mom, you know, usually if you hear a mom speak, they say, do what I say. But what did Jesus' mom say? She said in John 2.5, she told the people at the, uh, at the marriage feast in Cana, do whatever he says, right? And, uh, and then just a couple weeks ago, Neil was talking uh, in John 15.14, and Jesus pointed out that, uh, my friends do what I say, you know. So in Jesus' name is doing what he says. And then third, uh, I was looking at Acts, and I knew that Acts 3.6, that very first uh, big-time um, miracle that, ca- that happens uh, after the day of Pentecost, Peter says, um, I do not possess uh, silver or gold, But what I do possess, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And so, uh, and then it just continues on through those passages. Uh, I I thought, well, I'll just read that and then go on. And I'm not going to read all of them, but it continues on talking about the name of Jesus. Everything that they were doing was in the name of Jesus. Uh, That was 3.6. It goes on 316, 410, 418, 429, 430. And then in five, chapter 540 of Acts, um, the apostles are told not to speak in the name of Jesus. Okay? Not to, do, not to live your life in the name of Jesus. 
So this is very important, and it's, it's an important position to have, that we are doing things in Jesus' name. Uh, Paul emphasizes it. Uh, one more passage, just real quick, before we go on to our second point. Uh, Romans 14, starting in verse 6. Paul, said, Paul writes, He who observes the day observes it for the Lord. And he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And who, he who eats not, for the Lord he does not eat and gives thanks to God. For not one of us lives for himself, and not one of us dies for himself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. Or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. And that's the position. So everything in his name. Second point. Uh, the second point is the second part of the verse. Everything in thankfulness. Thankfulness to God. You can't be thankful just to an ethereal thing. I get a message every year at Thanksgiving time telling us to be thankful for all we have, but it never says who to be thankful for. Because, of course, in my work, you can't say who to be thankful for. You would get fired. Um, but, uh, or canceled, one of the two. Lose your, lose your clearance. Um, but, but, so it's important. Uh, we're not going to go into that too deeply. Just remember, it's thankfulness to God. It's thankfulness to God the Father. Uh, but let's look at how it is that we're supposed to be thankful in everything, since this is uh, the modifying part of the first phrase. So if, if we're modifying that first phrase, we can emphasize this point by saying, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in thankfulness to God. So Jesus taught that this is not an opportunity to brag to God. You know, he taught us that in Luke 18, starting in verse 10, he was telling a story about uh, two men that went up to the temple to pray, right? And uh, the Pharisee stood and was praying, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. And then the tax collector, beating his breast, said to God, be merciful to me, the sinner. And so when we're giving thankfulness in all that we do, in everything that we do, in word or deed, we need to be doing it in, a, in a, an approach of thankfulness, but not in an approach of thankfulness that points back to ourselves and whether we're worthy of those things, which diminishes our thankfulness. So... Um, so this thankfulness orientation, as it were, uh, is that God is giving all things for our good. And I'm not going to go through a Bible list again. I'm just going to go through the book of Colossians real quick and point out how in the book of Colossians, they mention over and over again how important it is to be thankful. Uh, in the introduction, the first part of Colossians, in chapter 1, verse 3, it says, We give thanks to God the Father our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, Praying always for you, giving thanks for the Colossians. And then in verse 12 of chapter 1, uh, he writes, Joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. And then in the second part of the book, in chapter 2, verse 7, 
where he's uh, going through the mistakes that the Colossians are making with their position in Christ. Uh, He writes, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. And then he continues to correct. And then we get to the third part, which is the part that chapter 3, verse 17 is in the middle of. And, uh, you know, so he writes what we already talked about in verse 17. But back in verse 15, he he writes, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And then uh, at the end of verse 16, He also says, singing with thankfulness. And then uh, right at the end of this part of the passage, uh, the the passage goes from about the third or fourth verse of chapter 3 till about the third or fourth fourth verse of chapter 4, all talking about what we should be doing specifically. And near the end of that, in chapter 4, verse 2, Paul writes, devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. So here we see thankfulness regardless of your condition. Thankfulness for others in your lives. Thankfulness for our faith. Thankfulness for our church. Thankfulness for the gospel and the ministry of Jesus and all his disciples. Thankfulness in everything. And then the third point, uh, we're going to just look at a little bit of the everythings. And I'm... I read the New American Standard Bible, but there's a list that comes up before chapter 3, verse 17. Yes, some of the people are fist pumping and stuff. And, uh, other people have now just tuned me out, but it's, it's okay. Um, but I, I just want to give a caveat because it's going to involve a list. And so I'm not going to go through the list and, and give the meanings of each word because your list may be slightly different depending on what version you use. But there is a list of about 20 different things, and I think that the way that Paul laid it out is important. Um, But, of course, in doing this, we have to think about um, our response to this passage should be not, oh, yeah, I got that. Um, But what areas can you improve upon? Wasn't that the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus got up and said, okay, well, you're doing this and this and this, but... You're, you're doing this 80%, you know. Uh, don't forget about these aspects of the law. And uh, so we have to do the same thing here. Uh, we're doing everything in the name of the Lord. We're doing everything in thankfulness. But each of us has something, you already know what it is, that you could work on. And so help, hopefully looking through this list will help you with that. Um, but as you do that, how do you, how do, you do that? Well, um, whether you know it or not, uh, from about the time I was 15 until I was about 34, I coached swimming and taught swimming pretty regularly, quite a bit. And one of my most successful things was teaching the butterfly. The butterfly is the coolest looking swimming stroke. It's the one where you re- recover your arms on the outside and it's the one they put in all the, the pictures and everything because it looks so cool. But it's easy to teach. But you don't teach it the way that it's actually swam. You break it apart into small pieces. And they do a certain part, and then they do the next part. And as they get better and better at it, the two things mesh together, 
and work together. And so in that same sense, when you're trying to work on doing everything in the name of the Lord, you're going to necessarily have to slow down a little bit on some of these things. You're going to need to pause and think about what you're doing and make sure that you're doing it in the name of the Lord and that you're doing it in thankfulness. So let's look at that list real quick. Um, So I've got it written down here. I'm not going to go back and read through the passage. I'm going to just read them point by point uh, as they are. Um, They're starting somewhere in the middle of chapter 2 in Colossians. I probably, if I had been more polished, I would have been able to tell you exactly where. So now I will tell you that. How embarrassing. Okay. Um. All right, so chapter 3, verse 2 is where we're going to start. And you can sort of just follow along with this. Um, Okay, so first thing is set your mind on the things above. The second thing is a list of five things. Consider the members of your earthly body as dead to the five things that they have listed here. Immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. And again, I'd refer you to Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount if you're looking at these and say, hey, I got those. Okay. Um, and then he goes on and he says, put them all aside. And he sort of drills down. I was hoping that these things could be like a one-to-one correspondence because, you know, I'm a math person and I wanted that. Uh, but I don't think that we're that specific here. But he is going into deeper issues, which is anger and wrath and malice and slander and abusive speech from your mouth. And uh, so these are things that are a little bit harder to just do every single day uh, in Jesus' name and in thankfulness. So there's another five things. And then he says, do not lie to one another. Um, uh, You know, you're laying aside the old self, so put on the new self. And then another list of five things. Put on a heart of compassion. I'm going to repeat it every time because this is important. Put on a heart of kindness. Put on a heart of humility. Put on a heart of of gentleness, and put on a heart of patience, bearing with one another. And for me, when I get busy, this is really hard. And so I can't necessarily say that I can do this if I'm really in the heat of the moment, but that's why I have to step back in not the heat of the moment and make sure that just like when I'm teaching kids the butterfly and doing it step by step, we teach ourselves to be compassionate, to be kind, to be humble, to be gentle, and to be patient. So that when we do get in those fast spots, we're still doing it in Jesus' name and in thankfulness. And then put on love, 
and be thankful. And these are a little bit out of order, but that's because I want the last two. Uh, both say, let. One of them says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And the other one is, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. And, of course, those things all call together. And so those are the three points to this passage here. Uh, Hopefully it gives you some things to think about. And uh, I thank you for your attention and your time. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we do pray uh, humbly but not humbly enough. Uh, In appreciation but not appreciative enough. Um, Praise be to God uh, that your son died for our sins to cover over our inadequacies. Uh, Thank you for this time and uh, this passage. Uh, May it touch our minds and work into our hearts and outpour into our lives. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.